0: have some podcast craig here with abigail
1: hey y'all what's
0: up and uh jacob walsh is not with us he's on assignment as they say
1: yes he (laughs) is out on doing research he's doing all the the research Uh,
0: he wanted to be here um but we're super excited about our guest tonight uh aj murray is somebody who i met uh through yhs this year i think it was this year maybe it was last year Pandemic time. I don't yeah, really. Yeah, it could be three
2: or four. It, years. it all gets confusing. It, it could. It could have actually been two and a half years ago. We don't know. <laughs> <in> this, <laughs> right. This time yeah. Warp. <laughs>
0: yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. What matters is we met you. Uh uh-huh. um, It's the
1: multiverse of madness it's now.
0: The, it's the YHS multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Is what it is. So AJ is a uh, a diehard Ghostbusters fan like us, and. I think he found yes, have some in, I don't know. Well, we're gonna ask him. That's a good question. This is yeah. more this yeah. is less Why about we
2: ask him. This is less about him and more about us. Oh, How I did was, you find us? I was hoping we would get into this. So um <laughs> when I found out that Ghostbusters at the time Ghostbusters 3, not Ghostbusters at the Mike Yeah, as soon as I found out it was coming, I had to um I had to look things up right away. And so I put Ghostbusters 3 into YouTube and and you guys came up with the th- I think a couple months I think a couple months prior you guys had done the um the YJS state of the franchise yes. episode and by the way you guys thank you so much I just want to say right now thank you so much for not putting it behind the paywall oh <laughs> was support- dude yeah. you
0: know us we yeah. wanted to so yeah. badly no well, i'm just kidding. No, dude.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, yeah be- no i totally get it i love it when it's like you have something you like and you get it you get everyone it. can get it get your hands on it mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah and the, the only reason why i say that is because originally you guys said you said in the voiceover that it was gonna be for patreon but that it wasn't so and i i was like I was like, what is this? This was so amazing. And because I was like, these guys are talking about Ghostbusters, but they're having a freaking state of the universe of talking about <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters. And people came in like experts and we're talking like, I don't know, C-SPAN Ghostbusters. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been down ever since I started listening to you guys. And because I don't know, I'm going to say something, and hopefully you guys but you guys kind of remind me of um i don't know star 94 back in the day um you just, C- cindy and ray bro um, bro i grew up like
1: literally uh, wanting to be a radio dj listening to star 94 b 98.5
2: different radio for at home so yes. you, yeah just remind me of that because you know you're all together and you have this dynamic and i love ensemble radio and I know from the show, Abby, that you wanted to be a DJ at some point, And I did too. I was I always wanted to be an actor and we'll get into that. But there was a time where I was gonna be a disc jockey.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. it's a, such a good passion and and dream. And I think that it's I grew up in a in a homeschooled home, so like I wasn't allowed to even listen to Star 94, which yeah. made me want. Yeah,
0: Star 94 was really. It was like, so controversial.
1: They played okay. the TLC Waterfalls. We- we got about the rap.
0: We got to back up a little bit for those. Yeah. For those of you not like in the metro Atlanta area.
1: Yeah, we live in the same area. Star
0: 94 yeah. is like our, our top 40 pop radio station. Yeah, yeah. it was Stephen um, Vicky. Yeah, Yes. Everything. Vicki and all and they
1: used to be my like window into the world. So I love yeah. listening to every day. So, I'm radio.
0: very sorry for. It.
1: Well, I'd also listen to 99 X in the morning X and <laughs> yeah, I love
0: Leslie Fram. So yeah.
1: And it's like, dude, you're you're I got choked up when you said that. That's yeah. really cool.
0: Well, AJ, we gotta we gotta backtrack a little bit. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. So, um, I, I want you to to you know because we've become friends, and uh, you know this pandemic has really like made it hard to to see people in the way we used to see people. We're obviously, still trying to stay safe and all that stuff. But I kind of want to if you could you know tell our audience a little bit about you, a little bit about your story what you're up to you're acting because I, I want people to get a sense of of uh you know who the real aj is otherwise oh. we'll just talk over you the whole time
2: <laughs> okay see so, and also and i wanted to let you know that too because the one of the first time we met i was like oh my god i hope he wants to talk to me again because i was so excited i was doing so much talking over craig and i was like oh my god i was good i was i was, I was talking way too much so I hope to not do that tonight. I'll try my best <laughs> not to. Um no, you're but, good. But just to give a little bit about myself, um, my name is Ajani Murray. My show, my show name and my name on my SAG card, I'm a member of the union, is Ajani A.J. Murray. I'm an actor, a public speaker, and a writer. And I also work in the um consulting space right now like i've consulted on movies but right now i am working a job where i'm consult i'm working in marketing research where i'm actually uh one of the people i, I work for a company that helps other big big corporate companies make their products accessible mm-hmm. so um and this is a job that's incredible and it's one of those things have you ever experienced something where something came in your life it might have been a job or whatever but it was actually one of those dreams you didn't know you had because I get a chance to help you know big companies um, help make the world accessible but I also get a chance to I mean you wouldn't imagine it probably but I also get a chance to be really creative and stretch my creative muscles. That's so it's, it's really awesome.
0: That's really awesome. amazing, man. Yeah. And I think when we first started um, talking, uh, you had been featured in a documentary and I want you to be able to plug that and, and let people know about that. But listen, we got to. We could talk all day and I want you to be able to plug everything. I want to get it all out there, but we got I'm, I want to talk about Ghostbusters. But I want to give you the opportunity to because to, like we've been doing these roundtables. We've been having like different people on different interviews. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I knew anybody more excited about Ghostbusters Afterlife than AJ's. Yeah. So <laughs> by,
2: by the way, shout out to those roundtable. Ryan Doe, John Nakava, um, Chris and Troy. You know, I, I listened mm-hmm. to them all. And but basically you guys. If I can get a little bit more, and I'll probably say some more at the end because I know we got to get down to Ghostbusters, but you guys are essentially my way into this community. Now, I don't know if I was under a rock or anything like that, but, um, and some of it had to do with, honestly, um, not being able to have access everywhere online. So you guys, now prior to fandoms, Prior to being getting into this fandom via you guys, when I thought of fandom, I think it was pretty much that mainstream impression that most people have. Most of the recognized fandoms are Star Trek and Star Wars, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if you, well, according to every situation comedy on there, if you're a Star Trek fan, uh, you live in the basement and you're- (laughs) And you're a nerd, so yes. um, uh, you know <laughs> they get the yeah a bad rap. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
2: and I know that that's a very ignorant assumption, but I had no idea until you guys came. There are everyday people that are into stuff as much as I am, and they have jobs, and they are grown men and women, and grown um, non non-binary folks everyone who and we're just living we're just living lives not only that but they have creative jobs and they're pretty much behind you know making our entertainment so you know i don't know what the mainstream impression is why it's so bad but you guys were basically um the gateway um it's been the holidays so you guys have been basically my north star into what this fandom is you know, that, wow.
1: thank you. I, I want to say to that, that's really cool that you said that. But like, that's how um, Troy Benjamin and the cross rip and Chris Stewart. When we first started getting into Ghostbusters and dressing up and going to conventions, we found the cross rip. And it was like, oh, everyday cool people that are regular that aren't basement yes. dwelling people. <laughs> they love the stuff the hey, same way we do.
0: Chris and Troy are totally basement. Drunk. No, they're not. No,
1: they're not. But I love because Troy used to have videos of like him doing um, like the news, the Ghostbusters news when he was like 13 or 14, that he would. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And I was like, oh, I used to do that kind of stuff. I'm sure Troy's
0: and, really excited that we're talking about. I'm that. sure he's. He <laughs>
2: and, and I'm just so excited because from there I started, look, first of all, um, I, I mean, it's just going to sound like I'm fanboying way too much. But first of all, I, I just want to go back and say, I was so excited about this podcast, and you guys were so funny, and it was always the dynamic that I wanted to have. I can relate to Abby in terms of wanting a morning show. That when I first started listening to you guys, and it was so awesome, and so great to listen to you, that I think back in the day, because you guys used to drop on Thursday. Now you drop on Friday, and so on on Wednesday night at midnight, it was Thursday. I was watching, I was listening to the podcast like it was uh, Musty TV. This was appointment podcasting for me. And now you guys open me up to everyone else in the fandom. And I listen to the Cross Rip. And when they're on the air, they drop at, I have a hard time sleeping as well. But when they're on the air, they drop at like 3.30. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes when I can't sleep. I said at 30. I hope this doesn't sound really weird, but it doesn't. That's how we are. We stayed up till
1: 3 a.m. last night just to see the Book of Boba Fett premiere. So we're on the same schedule of like not sleeping. Yeah, yes, I get it.
0: No, man, we get it like it's, you know, Ghostbusters is always a little bit of an underdog fandom. It's never going to be as big as something like Star Wars, but the passion of the fans and the the, you know, the dedication on all facets of the fandom um, yeah. is really cool. And yeah.
1: And the, the friendships that are forged well, that's through the biggest part. The yeah. Co- like-
0: the community is really great. We've made so many great friends. And it's really cool to hear that it means something to you. And that in turn means a lot to us. So we, we you know. It's all good, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm glad you like it. Sometimes I wonder, well, we're sitting up here screaming and yelling at the microphone. It's not it's got no. Yeah, no. I know.
1: I'm like, I think people only watch Toy Anxiety, honestly.
2: I really appreciate you listening. I mean, no, no, it's all look, listen, this is the original. Yes, have some prime, baby. Like, I listen to all the spin-offs as well. But we're this off. is this is the um this is the original, you this know. The original.
0: This is the real to your butts. Even before Jake. Yes. This is uh, Biden and Abby's podcast. Before
2: Toucher showed up on 99X. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and you guys did, uh, before Jake, it was you guys podcast. And because then you say the first one you did, like a breakdown of the 40th anniversary of SNL. Oh, Uh -oh. why
1: did you? Don't bring that up. You're AJ. like a historian. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna, I'm it, gonna have it, to start go to AJ for facts about my my life because you're like you you you've got the stuff down pat, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah man. we
1: we struggled,
0: but we survived. But we're here. And by the way, I do want to mention Jake wanted to be here, but uh, he sends his uh, his hellos. And we'll, we'll, we'll next time we do this, we'll make sure it's all all of us. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Shout uh, out to shout out to Jake. He's the most um, you know, he is. So I'm kind of you know, I'm kind of, a I'm not going to say that I'm naive, but I'm kind of a person that it's hard for me to see the bad in people. But I was telling you when we met Craig, like, Jake reminds me so hard of my mom, meaning that like, I get the impression of Jake that I could just tell that he is, you know, he's gonna say like it is, there's no BS. But also, you could probably tell that there is not and off, there's not an inauthentic bone in his body. And those are people that I always, you know, kind of admire because they have the tend to be really strong. And they're just, maybe they are, but they're not afraid to, They at least that outward is there. I'm going to tell the truth and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And I just that's, admire that's Jake, Jake for that as well.
0: That's Jake.
1: Well said. Yeah. Like, damn, that's, ex- he, that's distinct. That's exactly what he is to me that He's like that barometer, like the canary or whatever in and the, and the mine shaft to like, let you know when bullshit's happening, Jake's going to call it out.
2: And every week, like, I hope this is not making him mad because he's a nice person. So I hope it doesn't bother him that I said it. But every week I'm like, what does Jake doesn't like? <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting wait to hear him like, like dude, especially with things that I really like. he's like, because I really like that last, Sioux Sky movie, and Jake was just like, me too. this sucked. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <I'm> like, <okay. laughs>
1: hey, AJ, I'm still upset about that. I wish Jake would love it because I love that movie.
2: great. That movie is awesome. But I just, mm-hmm. you know, you know, people around me. There are a couple of people around me that I liked it. And I know that they're in my court. They may have a rough and gruff experience, but it's been my experience. That they have the biggest hearts.
0: That's our experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of goes. That kind of goes for all of our friends within the the YHS community. I mean, there's a lot of opinions about a lot of stuff, but it's all, it all comes from you know a api- good place. It all comes from a good place, and like you're you're you're, I'm a little bit more like, I don't know. I I try to be passionate about and optimistic about movies and shows and stuff. But even when I really don't like something, I'm still kind of like, well, maybe I liked it. I don't know. And Jake's like, no, do better.
1: Do better, Hollywood. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah like like I get the sense of it. and it's not like we're not saying like I am really authentic hopefully and I think you are too but I think me, you have like the same like hopeful yeah, yeah. you know people are always, like people <laughs> are always teasing me like um like i'm I'm known as the nice guy and I'm like well maybe maybe they didn't mean to be mean and'm like I'm like you you're, you're you don't see the bad in people sometimes, so but yeah. you're like, I need to learn how such a nice guy. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, That's
2: funny,
1: optimistic. I hear you.
0: Um yeah. AJ, tell us a little bit about your your history with Ghostbusters. Why you know what about the franchise uh, appealed to you early on? I know you're a lifelong fan, and like, what's it been like sticking with it all these years?
2: Yeah, let's get down to the meat of it. This is a Ghostbusters podcast. Yeah. Uh, we should get down to the meat of it. Yeah. So actually, well, yeah, we can talk.
0: Uh, we could keep talking about why Jake didn't like Suicide Squad. I guess. Yeah, and I'm
2: gonna get mad. But I know. Shout out to Jake on the, the shark thing, and I love the Linda Blair stories. I love. The Linda oh, Blair
0: we got some Linda Blair yes. stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah stories
2: man. are better yeah. than Linda
0: Blair. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. So essentially, um, my story is um ghostbusters has kind of been in my life from the beginning i so ghostbusters was um the first movie that i ever saw in 1984 i was two years old it was the first movie that my mom ever took me to see and you know i i I could lie to you and say like i I remember being there but a lot a lot of the movie a lot of the memories are probably informed Uh, by my mom's memories Mm -hmm. but so it's kind of but it's kind of been there since since the beginning and then I remember um watching uh Ghostbusters when I was a a kid growing up because you know I was born in 82 so you know I remember watching I remember watching real Ghostbusters um, you know, coming home for afternoon from school, the syndicated version, uh, getting on the floor out of my chair, and then going for that um high seat actor cooler. And <laughs> yeah. uh, then I remember wow. watching the um, I remember watching the network version on ABC. Um, mm-hmm. after these messages, we'll be right back. Um, oh <laughs> um, man, mm-hmm. I'm being such a nerd right now. No, you're taking it no. back. I
0: love it. I dude. love it. Hey, it's much, I'd rather think about that than anything going on in the real world, so. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> no, same here. Totally. And um, so, you know, and my family's very awesome. They're very supportive. And I have such an awesome family. And they've always, this is the thing that's so cool about this and finally you guys, is because they've always indulged me. They know that it's the, one of the biggest movies that I love. And any time that it was on in a rerun um, on like one of those um, cable stations, they would call me like Ghostbusters on. So I'm very grateful for um, my family indulging me and they've always been supportive. And I remember seeing, and I want to shout out my arm, Masha, right now because I saw Ghostbusters 2 in 1989. I was seven years old. And uh, so I remember going to the movies, and and then Christmas '89 was a big uh, Christmas because uh, I got Ghostbusters everything. I had the firehouse, Ecto One, and and the trap, and I believe that those was the cannon And I have a funny story about the trap. So if you remember the trap was those was that blue trap with the orange cord. Well, yep. and I just want to shout out to my sister Desiree. Because Desiree had had like a, an oven place it and she was mm-hmm. cooking some food. And if you remember, that the core to the trap is yellow. Well, right. my, yeah. my sister, and we're four years apart, well, my sister wanted to make macaroni and cheese. Oh, no, so she no. Took some scissors
3: right. and, and oh, she took some no. scissors
2: and cut my trap.
3: Uh, mm. she that sounds trap, like a
2: meme. You, know, <laughs> you know but um you know shout out to my sister we love each other so much we're very very close but I'm like I have to tell this story you know because because you caught my trap but um yeah I don't I know, I know had... how
0: close I'd be with with Desrae for having
2: cheese. the imagination
1: to see that that chopped up would look just like mac and cheese I think that's yeah, very cool
2: she, she wanted some <laughs> macaroni and cheese and yeah pair. so I had everything and plus um my mom and my aunt and everything like you know I, I'm so fortunate I have such a and shout out to my mom as well her birthday was yesterday oh happy birthday under mom, the mom. weather but my mom is is so awesome and cool and and one of my heroes I can't even say this I know I know a lot of some that about their mom and I feel kind of down because there's not enough to convey you know how much you know, we, we mean to each other and how much she means to me, but my mom knew that my mom knew that I was a big fan and I got everything. Ghostbusters sheets, Ghostbusters underwear, Ghostbusters skirt. Like I, I had it all. And I remember eating Ghostbusters cereal. I I don't know why, but for some reason, uh, when you ride, um, a special bus, when you when you ride the special education bus for some reason they pick you up earlier than everyone else and so i, I remember yeah eating, what's up put that um, yeah, yeah i, I don't but. know why they pick us up early and you have to leave early um
1: yeah. i'm fine with and, leaving early but i don't want to get up early
2: well it depends on because one of one of the classes i was in my senior year i didn't want to leave early because i was in video production oh yeah so that there there wasn't a time in that class I wanted to miss but the reason why I bring that up is because I remember very distinctly my bus came at around 5 15 or 5 30 and I remember my mom putting ghost of cereal into my mouth and literally trying to chew it and eat it but falling asleep at like 4 30 in the morning oh. but uh I remember I remember cereal and Ecto cooler and so it's just awesome. Yeah. Well, man, I
0: mean, that I mean, that's such a relatable. Everything you just said is relatable. Like your mom we, sounds awesome. We, your, your family yeah. sounds great. Yeah. And the Desiree uh, Desiree sounds great. Uh, let's yeah. let's not bring over a Kenner ghost trap and test her again. Though. <laughs> not if a bear with <laughs> macaroni and cheese. But seriously, uh, like as you know, abby came into ghostbusters a little bit later in life but mm-hmm. everything you know as a five or six year old in 1989 for me same thing watching real ghostbusters playing with the toys drinking the ecto cooler and, and and like yeah. the nostalgia is so powerful as a ghostbusters fan because like we it's been since 1989 it's not like with star wars right like when you're a star wars fan, i've never actually This is my first time pontificating on this, but I think I'm on to something. So so indulge me for a second. If you're a Star Wars fan, Star Wars was big in 77, big in 80, big in 83. And then it had a major comeback in the mid 90s and then had another major comeback in the early 2000s. But with Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters, it really hasn't until now. It was it's been Dark. since 1989 so mm-hmm, that right. when our nostalgia goes back to a time when we were five years old i don't know what it was like to be 13 or 14 to go see a new ghostbusters movie because there wasn't one i know what it's right. like to be five <laughs> and mm-hmm. then i know what it's like yeah, to be like, 37
2: <laughs> so and I, mean, I know i know what it's like to be at well i was 38 at the time when it come out and i also know and we know you know, hearing about the- which I love I love when you guys tell Uncle Dan Dan Eckroy story because I was like, I have to say so at some point, I think it was 2009 or 2010, I, I was my mom was helping me look up, you know, because I'm I'm doing what we all do now, what I've learned, like when it's ghost for City coming back. And I swear mm-hmm. you guys, I swear Dan it was this was in 2009 and 2010. Dan crew said. You know, um, you know, we we have a movie. If Mr. Murray wants to be part of it, he can. And he said, "Guys, we are shooting it next week." Yeah, <laughs>
0: next week.
2: And and this was a, this was an article. That's why every time you guys tell Uncle Dancer, I can throw him away because, and yeah. and I love him not only like Ghostbusters, but he was one of the original. Uh, not ready for primetime players and so it was just awesome so but mm-hmm. i i knew that i knew i had to tell this story on this podcast because i'm pretty sure we can all relate oh yeah i mean <laughs> we're, we're, we're we're shooting we're shooting next week yeah boys you know yeah. it's gotta
0: be
1: perfect yeah
0: scripts in the truck Dude, we,
1: craig's the one I, that does the really
0: good uncle ben yeah oh, no yeah. but i mean we we've we've it's something we've all wanted. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Afterlife is so surreal. Even after seeing it, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just doesn't feel real because it's something we we've as fans. You know, there's certain things in pop culture uh that just don't seem like they're ever going to happen. And this one finally happens. So mm-hmm. it's just yeah. It's exciting.
2: Yeah. I mean, when I think of the movie, I think of I think of, um, And I know that I'm in a comfortable place and a safe place when I'm here, when I say this. When I think of the movie, I think of it as a dream realized. And I also think of it as like, it doesn't happen all the time, but every now and again, a pipe dream and the most unbelievable dream will come true. And I also want to say, because I know you guys, you guys and everybody in the fan community can relate, you know, and that's what's, first time when i'm saying this i was kind of nervous because i'm like what would people think but basically this is and i understand we have a lot going on in the world and there's the context of that and i know that i'm a grown man and all that but this is the biggest event in 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 my life you know this yeah. was the biggest i in my life and uh, I'm, you know, at first I was going to say, maybe I should say in terms of in terms of the context of a movie. No, but I just I just no. do, like that. Why? You, know, you don't have to and, lie. Um, we, yeah. we all feel the same yeah. way.
0: This I mean, was... sitting get, you know, the, and, and it's also the build up, not just the 30 year buildup, but the, the, the delays, which mm-hmm. were agonizing. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And, right. you
0: know, AJ, the first time we talked was i think in the spring maybe yeah i
2: think in it it the spring or august
0: you know right it was right around uh when, when things were getting pushed again and it was going to be another mm-hmm. another five or six months till november and um i know that was tough for everybody mm-hmm. but for people like us who who just wanted it so badly now that it's finally here like how do you well i want to get your thoughts on the movie like tell us about your experience finally getting a getting to sit down and see it like what what was that like
2: well i i think like i said it was a dream realized and um i don't i don't want to i don't want to overuse the word i may i may get fined for overusing the word surreal uh but 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 it it, it was it was very surreal it was almost Mm -hmm. like um gosh but i know like i know that you guys will understand this because this is a podcast for the fandom but it was almost like um it, in some ways, it was—it's In some ways, it's undescribable, and in other ways, it was an autobiographic experience. Because I think one of the most enduring special things about this movie, in particular, and I think the the reason, if I can guesstimate, I don't want to speak for everyone in the community, but I think the reason why it's so impactful, as I think about it, and it's so indelible, because it wasn't supposed to happen nobody mm-hmm. ever thought in their wildest dreams that this would happen because there were so many stops and starts with with Ghostbusters and after the unfortunate passing of the great um comedy masters Harold Ramis you know I just was like that's it you know yeah that was it was yeah, a, yeah. 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 yeah, like that that's it you know that's that's never gonna happen and then, you know, Answer the Call happened, and, you know, I know things happen, you know, we all know what happened with that, but I just wanted to say, like, I was really, um in the beginning of Answer the Call, I was really pumped, because I was like, this is another ghost person. like, oh my God, what are the prototype packs going to look like, are they going to be the packs, like, mm-hmm. you know, because I was just excited, because it was going to be... Uh, it was going to be like, what are the women going to look like in the suits and like what it's going to be. And so, but um, I'm not going to go back in the past or like, you know, BS talk, but that, that was what it was. And it, it is a part of the history of, of the fr- the franchise and the fandom. So right. I, I don't want to, I don't want to ignore that, but, but yeah. Um. So that happened and I never, Ever in my wildest dreams that there was going to be another Ghostbusters in this timeline game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neither did I. Um. The- at the and that well said on the answer the call thing. That's how I feel about it. It's like it's part of the history. It's there. Um. But I I dreamt of it like you've said in your wildest dreams. Like after loving. And and falling in love with Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two, you can fantasize and be like, well, what if, what if it was really done right? And this is kind of how I'd I'd do it. And then as that started to unfold with like Jason Reitman when we got that teaser, it was just just a good feeling. Well, and I think that that almost like kept us going through the period of waiting. Um, yeah, and all the
0: well, also, and I've said it a lot. It's just a very unlikely sequence of events that led to the movie happening, and then. Well, let's, we can get in some spoiler territory here. Yeah. The yeah. way that they handle the movie and the way that it the how do you do the movie without Harold Ramis? Well, you make the movie a tribute to the legacy of Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. It's it's simple, but it's genius. And it's it was executed in such a powerful and meaningful way. Mm-hmm. I was just. I mean, anybody, you know, AJ knows this. He's yeah. heard us talk. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. thought I was emotionally ready. I clearly wasn't. Uh, I, I, I it's to the point now when I sit down to watch it even like when the Sony logo comes up and you hear the little chime, that's like the Sony like yeah, ding, ding, which is nothing. That's on every Sony movie. Like oh I'm no. immediately like,
2: oh, no, uh, it's happening uh, again. Yes. <laughs> well, well, so, so one of the things I think of in terms of that is like, you know, one of the things I, I tried to, you know, I tried to prepare myself is like, OK, because I was so emotional about this, and I was like, "What well, you're not going to do?" So I, did, I did, I did pretty okay. But what I wasn't gonna do is like cry immediately as I heard the the score. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it just, I, 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 said to myself, "I cannot cry because of the score. I think mean, nothing has <laughs> even happened yet." It's like, um, but it's just like I just gave I, I in. Mean, I, was like, I'm I mean i mean i never and i'm a you know we might get into land. i'm an actor so i'm in the movies and all kind of television i've never had um this emotional feeling and i've never been as excited about a movie as i've been about this movie and it's it's incredible um but, so i was able there were so many moments where i was like okay I know I'm gonna cry, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait because I can't be one of those people. Because my family was there and people <laughs> were there, and I'm like, I'm not gonna be one of these two people that cries yeah. in the beginning of, of the movie. So I am. It's like sign oh, me up. And oh my god, when um when uh when Janine walks in, and I was just, I mean, I was almost perfect just hearing that that um New York accent again but again I was saying to myself it's just the beginning you are not gonna cry Um, you know yeah Um, you're
1: like no one else around me is emotional at this
2: but it was just incredible you know one of the things that I think of and I'm a huge fan of Ghostbusters 2 like I'm a huge fan of Ghostbusters 2 but I know from over the years from learning more and looking up things and being a part of the fandom that ghostbusters 2 gets criticized for basically having the same beats, but this, this movie, um, this movie could not be at the same time, this movie could not be more different, but so essentially at the same time, so essentially ghostbusters. Yeah. Um,
0: well, that's the genius of it. And I think those, those, Decisions that Jason made early on about um, what kind of movie it was going to be, the emotional resonance of the, the family dynamic, the setting, the location, um, the story of discovering your past, learning what it was like to be, you know, discovering your grandfather was a Ghostbuster. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, and Jason's been the one to say it, it sounds like fan fiction, mm-hmm. but it is like that's like I there's nobody there's no way yeah. anybody's take on Ghostbusters over the years. You know, I'm sure every pitch for another movie ever was going to be, you know, young crew comes in, starts the business back up and, and you know.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, fan and- fiction, but from the most capable fan.
0: So now that it's happened, now that you've seen the movie, it's going to be out on digital next week. Is it do you feel satisfied? Do you feel like if they came out and said there's never going to be another Ghostbusters movie again, would you would you feel like you've seen what you need to see or do you now have like an itch for like, Let's keep going. Let's see more stories.
2: I mean, of course, like I would always want to see really more, uh, really w- well written, really funny Ghostbusters. But if there was if there was something that came down and we knew that they could only be one more Ghostbusters, then this was pretty. This was pretty, one hundred percent awesome. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. agree. Um, you yeah. know, and it was it was just it was just such, um, an incredible movie, and one of the things I want to talk about, not to be negative, because I don't want to get caught up in negativity, but one of the things that, you know, and as I was thinking about it, I was like, I should have, uh, I should have listened to, uh, Abby, because one of the things you said was, (laughs) you know, don't get really caught up in the reviews and stuff, and, like, so I saw the movie, but, I was excited, and I figured there was all of good. And I don't want to get caught up in that normal, like, we hate stuff. Because it's always good to have, like, you know, if there's constructive criticism, there's constructive criticism. But at the same time, I don't get this criticism of... And and maybe, you got, well, like, we don't have to get into it now, but maybe you guys want to get into it as a topic. But I just want to ask... um what's wrong with fan service and when that, because I remember us coming up, but when did that become a thing? Like when, when was that actually like words? Like, I don't know. And I don't mean to sound ignorant, but I don't know what fan service it is. And I don't know why it's a problem. So I, yeah.
0: I think I've, so I think it started around the time the For, awakens, Yeah. The I force awakens, the awakens came out. And The Force Awakens came out and was one of these first big legacy sequels that introduced new characters, definitely had a sense of, like, fan service while also telling a new story, but also kind of sticking to that similar, the similar beats of... Yeah, you've
1: got the Millennium Falcon, you've got Solo <laughs> back, like, there's it's similar to, to Afterlife's. Well,
0: but to, similar to A New Hope.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And
0: following the same beats because you got to remember when Force Awakens came out, AJ, Um, And I don't know if you're a big Star Wars fan, if you like those movies, but, but that movie, the 2015 feels like a lifetime ago where the general consensus was majority of the fans liked it. Majority of the critics liked it. You had hardcore Star Wars fans who didn't like it, but that's okay. But then when the last Jedi came out and the critics liked it a lot for being different, a little subversive Mm. and the fans were like, hold on, we don't really like this version of Star Wars. that's where it became like this this battle between what should these franchises be doing? Should they be trying something new, pushing the story forward?
2: Fan service became a bad thing. Fan service kind of yeah. became a negative yeah. thing. Because when when I think of fan service, I'm like and maybe I'm looking at it from a too much simplistic level. But when you make a movie and when you put a movie out there. And if people like, and if people like it at first, which you're writing a movie, you want it to at least get out there and be art. You might be an indie artist, I don't know, but you want to make it so fans like it. And then if they like it enough to be a sequel, one, two, three. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't like sequels where, guess I want it to be different, but I don't want it to be, you know, I don't want it to be, um. I hope there's somebody that's a fan of this, but I don't want it to be Grease too. You know, none of none of the original cast. What like, Grease not, too! Oh, you
1: don't like? I don't like us? Grease uh, too. I, I likes Dole likes. No, Dole no. likes Ryan Grease Dole too. likes Grease too. I knew someone
2: liked it. I mean, I like Ryan, but I don't. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know what's wrong with because that is. But what I mean is, like, you know, I want the story to be good, but I I want to see you know, this, the same cast members in our brand new story. I, I want to hear the same movie, and this is kind of really going off into, like, Geekdom, but one of the things that I didn't like about Bad Boys 2 is they didn't have the original, it wasn't the original score, it wasn't the dun 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 dun, dun, dun. like, it was gone, and I I was like, where's the music? And then, <laughs> yeah. and then when they had Bob Bad Boys Three, and I think it was for a legal a legal reason. But then when they bought Bad Boys Three, it had that a uh, original score. Like I'm into stuff like that. Like I love yeah. you find out about me, Like I love, I love, and I miss uh, theme songs and opening title sequence. I'm such. Oh, a yeah. Geek. I will watch. Um, I will watch YouTube videos of all the opening titles like Mm -hmm. the other night I watched all the opening title sequences of all the seasons of ER so I watched (laughs) I I I didn't know what you were gonna say I watched every single opening title like I love theme songs like I don't want to go off on a tangent but where the hell are they You know, I don't like this, like we're just gonna show credits and not have a song. Bring back theme songs. Whatever happened
1: to the (laughs) really good theme song. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you for that.
2: To me, like that's a part of the show. I don't know. We need to start a campaign. Bring back theme songs.
0: I I think you're you're tapping into something, right? And Mm -hmm. I think this is getting back to Ghostbusters just in general. Jason Reitman kind of understood that there's different parts of the DNA that kind of make it the feeling of a Ghostbusters movie, whether it's the score, the instruments used, the, the cameras they use, the lenses they use, and that's the yeah. stuff that you don't consciously think about, but kind of subconsciously seeps in. um But yeah, secret I, recipe. And as far as the fan service stuff goes, like I do think it's this. I always look. At, I look at franchise movie making as these are products, right? It's like anything else. People are either going to buy the product because they like it, or they're going to say, "No, we don't like." If <laughs> if if somebody put out a new iphone case and everybody said Oh, we don't really like that iphone case we like the last mm. one and the critics came out and said no you're wrong this is the better one well yeah. who's right the per- the people paying the money to to buy the thing yes. or you know and then obviously there's this whole other
1: and is it fan
2: service to give people with <laughs>
0: Well, there, yeah. it's a, it's also like the culture wars and the there's a lot that goes into it, but, but
2: but but it's almost like it's getting to a place. I hope I described it right. It's almost like it's getting to the place where I don't know. This is too simplistic the way I say it, but it's almost like we're getting to the place where if something is too good, if it's enjoyed way too much by people that really like it, that's bad. And like it's bad for you. And I mean, that's not like too highfalutin enough it's like and it, it seems mm-hmm. like if except if, for
0: marvel every
2: yeah. you're allowed the everyone,
0: mcu is universally accepted everyone's like no it's great fine. you're uh, in. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. love them well aj so before we're coming up close to an hour already and i, I want to make sure to give you the, oh, the yeah. stage to 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 talk about your acting and talk about um the documentary that you were in because i want people i really i i think you're you're an awesome dude and I want people to to kind of get that sense of you know what you're all about and where where they can you know learn more about you.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And I and I will get to that. I want to say before we close it on Ghostbusters, I just want to say I don't think it'll happen because of the way the way the Academy is with comedies. But I just want to say like um, a big ups to um, McKenna Grace. Um she forever has a follower in me. She she killed it, she slayed it, and I want to see more McKenna Grace as Phoebe. But honestly, like I watched McKenna Grace or anything. She was really good in Troop Zero. Oh, hell And yeah. you know, shout out to Troop Zero. And mm-hmm. like I said, like I don't I in my fantasy world, and if it were my world, she would have an Oscar, but the the uh, Academy you know they're they kind of they don't like comedies they haven't given an award to a comedy since like 1977 with like annie hall so yeah i think there was one in the 80s but for some reason and all of the academy speaking of acting i want to be on that stage one day um so -hmm. they need to make it they need to make it accessible but Mm -hmm. um you know yeah come on academy and I you know, and I'm not just getting on your wagon, Craig. When you said this, I was like, I totally agree because I love this is 40. And I agree with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon said that movie needs an Oscar. I love this is 40. Um, we got to have
0: AJ on more. Yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you.
2: Yeah. This is 40.
0: Yeah. But no, but seriously, that was one of, that made my for those who don't yeah. know, was yeah. not my top ten of the last decade or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. Mckenna Grace should be nominated for Best Actress for mm-hmm. this movie. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, mm-hmm. and she probably won't. That's okay, right? Yeah. Because we still have Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it at least gets recognized. The sound design was incredible. Special effects were incredible. Um, and, and really, the whole cast, Logan Kim, should get Best Supporting Actor. Why not? Give it. Give mm-hmm. them all the awards.
2: Yeah, yeah. That that's uh that's all I think. But maybe one day, I don't know what it's gonna be. But maybe one day um, the academy will give comedy like it's just dues. But I, I know you said we gotta go, so I gotta keep it moving. You asked me about my career, but yeah, um, I am. I'm an actor. Acting is something uh, that I wanted to do my whole life. Um, so ever since I was ever since I was around three or four, uh, I've always wanted to do it. And being a kid. You know, the beginning of acting for me, um, I saw Ghostbusters, but then, you know, watching a lot of television, uh, which in a practical way, because of physical, like I had more access to, like there's a lot that physically I had a hard time doing, but I could operate a remote. So um, the television opened up a world to me. And so the beginning of my acting passion was, you know, those multi-cam sitcoms, you know, you got, um, you know, you got you got the Cosby Show. You know, we came up with the TJIFs and um, you know um, the Fresh Prince's and you know and even some things that were way before my time. Like you know, I can't because of afternoon syndication. It was Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, uh, Dick Van Dyke Show, Three's mm-hmm. Company. You know, all these things sort of informed my. My passion for acting and I um, know this is a Ghostbusters podcast and I, I hope you guys are like, man, you're cool, but this is lame. My my favorite show of all time is is I would is, never
0: say that. Can you imagine if I was like, no, you're cool, AJ, but this is lame.
2: Yeah, Quit talking but, about three's company all the time. What's your
1: favorite show?
2: It, it's um it's Mash. I love MASH. Oh okay. um, okay. cool. yeah. Very cool. Uh they to me they epitomize <laughs> I, I love Brady Bunch. So, yeah, yeah, I, lo- I love the Brady Bunch. You. As a matter yeah. of fact, like, something funny about that is like when I was little, I didn't understand that <laughs> this show was like on like tenor was on like twenty years or fifteen years before I was born, and I had to, I didn't understand it, and I had such a crush. Oh, Marsha Brady! Yeah, and Marsha you. Brady's in her sixties. Yep, yep. And I, Alice. I yeah. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That blue uniform. Man, Sam wasn't the only one. Sam wasn't Hey, the Marine, only what, Marine McCormick. <laughs> She's yeah. great. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. I love Marsha Brady. I,
2: yeah. I, I had such a crush on um those. So you know all those things like I, I tell people all the time like I'm a I'm a child of syndication. Um, if it was on, if it was on television, I watched it. I didn't care. I was one of those awkward kids that em- appreciated music and television from way before I was born. But so yeah, like I wanted uh, to be an actor. And then when I got into high school, uh, shout out um, Mount Zion High School, Clayton County. Oh, um, cool. Oh, Mount. That's right down uh, the street.
1: Hell yeah! It's like yeah. the south.
2: I, I was I was able to um, I, because it was always a fantasy in my dad because I didn't really see um, anybody like me on TV or stage but I was able to uh, get into high school and do a bunch of plays and then this may seem crazy but something in me said, you know, I think I want to do this. And so, you know, not only am I passionate about acting and I want to get really good roles, but I'm also, and I don't mean this like in a high balloon way or like a social whatever, but it also turned into, as I matured, also sort of like this calling for advocacy because, and it's something that I'm very passionate about because people, the the disability community, is one of the largest minorities on this planet, but yet we're two percent represented on screen. You don't really see disability on screen at all, and when you do, it's either a bad representation or or somebody somebody able bodied is going to get the role. Not that I necessarily op- oppose that in every case, but I, I do oppose you know not casting people who have dedicated their time and being in the school. So I'm very passionate about like um representation for people with disabilities. I do that mm-hmm. with uh so not only do my acting but but I uh, you know I belong to several film festivals and yeah, so, so this is what I'm all about. I'm representing here in Atlanta. Shout out to the People Store. It's my agency. They're an awesome agency because it's like a family. Now, I don't just have one agent, but it's like a team of people. And they're also very supportive of, I just don't go out for disabled roles. They just put me up for, like if a, if a breakdown matches, like a man in his 30s or 40s who's Black, they're going to put me up for the role. It's not about... Uh, disability and and then hopefully um, I know I can't talk for every day here but hopefully we can um yes because I want to be funny and I want to entertain and I want to evoke things and I want to move people but hopefully we can normalize disability that you see on screen because mm-hmm. people with disability we're just living our normal everyday lives but sometimes in the media and from people's real perspective it's seen it's tragic one of the reasons why is because you know we're not we're not seen on tv laughing or yeah or like you know it's people that are it's, it's disabled people that are married it's disabled people that are parents it's disabled people that you know struggle with, with alcoholism you know that needs to be shown the the saddest thing in our lives is not just like oh i can't walk this is so sad you know, um, and so I'm trying to do my best to, uh, be the best entertainer I could be at the meantime, always, uh, advocating for, uh, not only for myself, but the door to be open to all people,
3: man,
1: dude, I'm, I'm choked up. I don't even yeah. thank you for, for being you and saying those things. That's I really relate to you on the level of watching kind of being raised by sitcoms and TV shows and that was my world too. So it's really tight that you've just broken into it. And I know Atlanta has a really good film community that I think it's really cool that you've connected. And I'm really glad that we got to have this conversation. It's really really yeah. important.
0: I mean, that advocacy, like it's that thing in life, right? Like getting out there, advocate, advocating for yourself and for your community. Uh, it would be great if everybody, you know, if you could rely on other people to do it for you, but the fact that you're taking, uh, taking it on as your own responsibility mm-hmm. and, and, also having fun and getting work and going up yeah. the roles and Showing, like
1: like representing yourself without the, the the pain or like like being just a human being who is yeah. obsessed with Marsha Brady um and egon spangler rather, yeah, rather
2: than like as yeah. As. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and and and, and i and i just want to say like you know i don't know when it's going to be out yet but i'm working with a friend of mine and we i just want to say the disability it's funny, yes. It's funny, yes. It's struggles, and there are things that like we really have to struggle with, and there are a lot of things that a lot of people without disabilities don't want to continue. But disability is funny. So right now we're working on like a like a disabled uh, Saturday Night Live, and okay. it might make some some of the things we're gonna talk about. It may make it It may make you feel weird, but it's just because. For so long, disability hasn't been seen as comedic. And I'm here to tell you, there's some things in my life that are just so funny they're like, man, I'm in this, world, like, for example, I mean, people may not find it funny, but I find it funny sometimes that I can't reach the remote and it's just an inch away. And sometimes in trying to reach it, I look like I did a, a two-hour workout. <laughs> but um you know, those, those kind of things are funny to me. And I know uh, we're wrapping up, but I just wanted to say uh, really quickly, because um, you guys make an impact in a way that you're probably not even thinking of. I mean, just like in a really serious, practical way. Um, I just want to thank you for, because not, and some people like, why are you saying this? But not every podcast is on YouTube. And so for me, in a very practical way, I was able to reach you guys and connect to you guys because all I needed was my remote. And so, and the thumbnails are right up there and I could just watch it. And then also on another very uh, real level to me, and it's very physical and practical, is like I have a visual impairment so, and I am legally blind. I can see, but I have troubles focusing on, I have troubles focusing and tracking things. And so there's some things that my eyes don't see, but when you guys do um, the breakdown of the trailers, there are things that you guys pick up on that my, you know, in my peripheral or my naked eyes not gonna see. And I just really appreciate that you guys do that. That trailer breakdown because as I watch it, I'm like, I had no, I had no idea that it was in that trailer, and I'm watching it a hundred times. And also, just sometimes out. Abby doesn't yeah. see it either. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm grateful <laughs> for them too. I'm yeah. like, what? What happened? Yeah, I didn't see
2: it. yeah. And then Thank so like, that. and and shout out to um, shout out to Chris and Troy because I know they kind of alluded to it on their podcast as well about you know the visual impaired community and so just in some ways i mean you know i know you guys probably just wanted to entertain and 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 shoot shoot this shit with your friends but uh it means a lot to me that i was able to connect with this podcast and i feel normal and um i'm just grateful that you guys uh dropped the podcast the way that you do And, um, you know, keep them doing those trailer reviews because every trailer doesn't have audio description. So sometimes you actually miss out on on what the trailer is. And I'm not, I hope I didn't do it. I wasn't trying to make this too deep a meta. Like, I'm not trying to make this emotional podcast, but you guys mean a lot to me. Um, When Ghostbusters Afterlife was coming out, I was going through a rough time at the time. Let's just say, because I know we got to wrap it up, let's just say I was listening to you guys' podcast in the hospital um, when I got, um, uh, almost two years ago, I got my left kidney removed, and um, I was, I was, I was in pain, but I told my friend, I was like, turn on yes, have some, and so I just want to say thank you. Well, man, you know what? You're going to break Abby over here. That's a
0: no, but I mean, You
1: know
0: what? I mean, well, it, just I can speak for a second. Yeah, do you want to speak?
1: I need to get a tissue
0: all right, Sorry, Abby, 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 so. broker, You broker. No, it,
2: I got a lump in my throat.
0: No, you're good. Listen, those words mean a lot. And all we've ever tried to do is build a community and have fun. And sharing our passions and finding people like you, finding you know our listeners, our supporters, the people out there who who like what we do, mm-hmm. uh, it it means the world to us that it means that much to you. So it's uh, it's really cool, and I've I've loved you know getting the the pleasure and the opportunity to to learn about you to walk. But we have to the 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 do, I I don't want yeah. to not say the name oh. of the documentary. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's awesome. Oh. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. that, and I, I actually have other things that I've done too. Uh, good job, you know, talking about your actual career. <laughs> nice um, <laughs> um, Quit talking about how um, great I am. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll get to my career. I'll just say one more thing. I swear, mm-hmm. I, I want to say like, because of my accessibility needs and I'm working on it and it's getting better so soon I'll be able to. But I just want to say because it's, you guys may not see a lot of likes from me or I'm not always able to be in, in, in group therapy, but I'm, I'm always, um, behind, I'm always behind you guys. And I always, I can't give a super chat on them, but, but I'm, I'm always watching. I'm always watching. And, uh, I was going to
0: ask you where the super chats were, man.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we, we keep
2: track. No. That, um, that's I, awesome,
1: dude. I'll keep you in mind. Like, no, that's, that's cool we can give you like
2: and i and i love that that. i love that bit uh that you guys do to close out um to anxiety
0: sad comments yeah
2: Yeah. did did you guys because that seems a little bit like to me like um that segment on jimmy kimmel live uh yeah Yeah. 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 it's a a little bit yeah yeah. it's
0: in the vein um the, the the next step would be to like get the people from like Neca or Hasbro <laughs> to, read <laughs> to read the <laughs> comments. That'd yeah, be good. that'd be now, pretty
2: good. We might be able to do that. <laughs> no, to <through> my actual, <laughs> to my actual career, if I if all was on the press tour, I would be I would be yelled at by my people. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, <yeah>. I, I <laughs> just I just want I just wanted to give you guys your flowers, as they say, um, because I don't I don't think sometimes people don't know. The, the, the huge impact that they have, but I will get to my career. So the doc that, that Craig is referring to is called Becoming Bulletproof. And uh, right now I think you can, I think you can watch it on TV. you can also order it for Amazon. It, it's still on this little thing called DVD. Uh, but essentially it's this documentary about I belong to this organization, this group of people with and without disabilities. And one of the things we do is we get together and make movies. And sort of the premise of this organization is to to support lifelong friendships between people with and without disabilities. Because of certain ob- obstacles, whether they be physical or uh, or genetic or cognitively, sometimes we're not able to form lifelong friendships between other communities. And so uh, this camp, this organization does that. And so we got together, we get together and make movies. And this movie, Becoming Bulletproof, was about us making a Western and sort of uh, doing things, w- uh, sort of giving the film more of a of giving more the film more of a cinematic look. But I also I don't know if you know Craig, but and it just came out this year. We we did another film uh like four or five years later called uh Best Summer Ever. And that film is on is on uh Amazon Prime right now I believe it's on Apple but if you want to watch it for free if you have hulu it's on hulu and essentially it's a movie um that it's like a um it's a movie that pays homage to greece and and like mean girls and footloose and it is a it is a teen comedy romance it is a it is a musical and it has one of the largest casts in front of and behind the camera uh, people with disabilities. Uh, it's a really independent film. It's been at some film festivals, but it's one of those films that you know, it's the little film that could. So thank you for the opportunity for giving me the platform because I want everybody in the world to see this movie because it's just not like I said earlier. It's just not seen like that, and I want. I didn't necessarily have that when I was growing up, but I want a kid like me or not like me with any disability or anyone to be able to say, because he did it, I can do it. I, you know, a lot of times, you know, for me, I didn't necessarily have actors to go to, you know, I had to like look up to able body, which is fine. Like I'm a huge, I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. And I like laugh so hard because our household, we are such huge fans of What About Bob, you know? Um, so we, we can, we watch What About Bob all the time. And I'm like, man, these people are like, these people are like my movie soulmates, you know? Yes. Like, I feel like we're family. Like I mean, that's, um, that, that's what it's all
0: about. It's about finding people you connect with. Yes. And- like not everybody gets that. What about Bob's the greatest film that's ever been made? So we find other people. <laughs> yes. To to connect with it,
2: I
1: I always identified with Bob growing up. That was our a family favorite of mine. I still like if I have a bad day, I put on What About Bob because it's.
2: Yes, Abby. Give, yeah. it, give it to me. I need. I need. <laughs> I need. I need. Give me. Give me
1: is better oh my That's god great. dude
0: so best summer ever is on hulu yeah we'll check Rivers that out on
2: hulu. We'll share and promote yeah. and i'll check it out because i haven't seen it yet um and i and i um actually am shooting more um i just uh shot a television show like a month um uh, maybe over a month ago now it's gonna be on fx and it's called class of 09 um i don't know when it's gonna be out yet but it's gonna be on FX, and I got the chance to work with the beautiful, uh, amazing Kate Mara, and um, so, oh, from
0: um, House of Cards, is that her yeah, House yeah. of Cards oh, and, right.
2: and Fantastic Four, and she is really um, amazing and funny and beautiful, and I got to take a picture with her, and I'll just say I I, I had a crush on on my on my on my on my co-star that day. So, <laughs> yes. uh, Me too. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, that's man. I'm just I'm just out here on the grind, and uh, you know I'm a, I'm a member of, of SAG, so I'm a car carrying member, and you know um. yeah,
0: that's why it's so cool. Well, man, listen. Here's the deal. That's why I like people like you. You
2: actually
1: have a body of work. You it's like a, awesome,
0: right? You <laughs> you like people. Sometimes in life, you you go through things. Sometimes you can feel like the decks stacked against you a little bit you can have struggles you can have uh uh you know the just the shit that life puts yeah, you through and physical
1: yeah. mental yeah like,
0: but I you get it. Oh, yeah. To, don't even to, talk about mental Good luck. No, dude
1: mental i know <laughs> like right there
0: but but to persevere and to not let it slow you down and to to do what you want to do engage in the hobbies you want to have pursue the career that you want to have pursue film and not make excuses and just go hard is the most commendable thing like in the world. So, you
2: know, if I, if I, if I I didn't do this, it's almost like, if I didn't do this, I would feel so bad because oftentimes when me and you are, when me and you are communicating, my friend, my, my friend Amy is helping me and uh, my friend Amy, we've known each other for 20 years and over the past year and a half we've been able to come together and work together. And so oftentimes when you see a message from me, it's her beautiful fingers, uh uh typing she's Great. It Amy's me. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, she wanted to be here, but I wanted to definitely give her the biggest uh shout out in the world because she's been she's been with me on this journey, this ghostbuster journey. And before we went to go and see them, by the way, I've seen the movie twice. I wanted to see it more, but I have had transportation issues. But I did something for the first time ever that I never done. I watched the movie, then I turned right back around, and I watched the movie again. So I saw it first at IMAX, and then I saw it in Dolby, and then. But um. Oh, that Dolby! There... <laughs> oh, dude, did and, you go to
0: South Lake? Was that the South uh, Dolby? Yeah, yeah, okay. it was shaking.
2: Okay. It was shaking in there, and then. She <laughs> she also wanted me to she also wanted me to tell you that to get prepared for the movie we were watching the old movies and uh she heard the line uh you know do you want some coffee yes have some." Yes. <laughs> she was like oh <laughs> i get it that's where that's from that's so funny i'll finally i'll, I'll finally be quiet glad, and, and let you close Sorry. <laughs> that's funny no it's hey. always a fun moment when you hear that
0: actually. yeah sometimes i forget i say um,
1: out of context like our show is the, the real context, the context. For
0: us. Con- contextually we're the yes house yes um i think um this is for so many conversations we'll have we'd love to have you back on to mm-hmm. update us on what you've got going on in your mm-hmm. career yeah. good yeah. projects um, little
1: collab we'll
0: see uh we'll see we'll see i'm, Do you I'm, want...
1: wheel- I'm wheeling and dealing
0: we'll have abby's manager call yours <laughs>
1: uh
0: I think uh I think people will get a lot out of this conversation. I think that what you're doing is great. I know I did. I'm excited to uh to watch your your film uh on Hulu uh Best Summer Ever.
2: Yeah. And I think you'll like it.
0: I think we're going to like it. I think our listeners are going to enjoy it. And uh
1: our cats are fighting right our now. Our cats are if fighting. Hear hisses.
0: Nobody has delivered food. The cats the, uh,
1: living together. Yeah. yeah, It is. It
0: is mass hysteria.
1: That's what's
0: happening. Um, but AJ, I'll give you uh I'll give you the final word. You can close us out and uh and then we will uh l- let me explain how this works. You'll say some words, mm-hmm. I'll stop the recording, That's I'll okay. get a snap.
1: Yeah,
0: and we'll do our next we'll do show. Fun budget, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got a live show tonight. We're doing the the Boba Fett show tonight at mm-hmm. 10 30. So
2: oh yeah. Oh, so you guys got to go. I'm sorry. I just be yapping on like. No, dude, you're I, fine. I, I, I know you guys are going to show because I've been looking at the thumbnail. So. <laughs> um,
0: uh, um, yeah, no. yeah. Close us out, man. Fi- part. I always like to do final uh, final thoughts. So give us your final thought.
2: Oh, I just wanted to say, like I, like I said before, when it comes to uh, movies and dreams, especially you know, things that you wouldn't think they happen. It doesn't happen often, but every now and again in a blue moon, pipe dreams and dreams that you never thought would happen did happen. And I just want to say for the whole community, I think this is a, a beautiful time. And uh, I just want to say to you guys, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship.
0: Oh, no. yeah. There you wow. go. There yeah, you go. Yeah, I Fam- like it. Humphrey famous Brogur, quote. Yeah, yeah, famous quote. Famous quote. Yeah. What movie is that from? Is that Casablanca?
2: Yeah. Casablanca. Yeah. And-, and I just wanna, I just wanna say, I, I wanna. Um, can I come to to PKA search with you guys next year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, fuck PKA yeah. PKA of course, surgery. man. Well, yeah. like, I can't. I can't wait to go to. I wanted to go this year, but it didn't work out. And what yeah. Part of- yeah.
1: We'll yeah, party. We'll
2: party. I definitely want to go to a con. Yeah, Bring and your movie friends. And I can party, you know. I just, <laughs> yes. you know. All
0: right. All right.
2: All right. All right. You guys have another great podcast. All right.
1: All right.
3: Take care, buddy. Hey, thank you. Party. Right. Thank on. you. <laughs> Bye.